Hey, this is Lucas Granger. I am the lead pastor here at Coastal Church, and I just want to take a minute and say thank you for tuning in to today's service here at Coastal. It is such a joy to know that we are not just ministering to people right here in our hometown, but literally people throughout the entire world. So if you would, take a minute and ask that you would just think about partnering with us prayerfully and financially. You can get more info at our website at mycoastalchurch.com or simply just download the app. Uh, more connection points, how to get connected, uh, tons of free resources. And so listen, sit back, hope you enjoy today's message. As always, grace and peace. That time, all manners of people began to gather around Jesus. People that the scriptures say had all different types of reputations. And there was these groups of people. And on one side, there was these people that had, well, the reputation. And then there was Pharisees and teachers of the religious law. And there was tax collectors. And Jesus began to teach them all of these stories. And suddenly, in the midst of Jesus' teaching, there's all of these complaints that start to go out. And the complaints are primarily from the religious community because who does this guy think that he is? Does he not know the manner of people in which he is gathered around? There are tax collectors and they are sinners. If he's supposed to be the savior, does he not know who is in this group? So it's interesting that the focus of the religious leaders is not on Jesus, but on the people around Jesus. And anytime your focus gets taken off of Jesus and sometimes the things around Jesus, the outworking is you'll start to complain. And when you start complaining, you can't complain and be focused at Jesus at the same time. Because he's teaching you some things, but you can't hear what he's saying because you're too busy what? Complaining. Come on, somebody. And this is the spiritual atmosphere of the day. Some are complaining, and it's the religious leaders, it's the Pharisees. Does Jesus know who he is talking with, who he's hanging out? He's even eating with these people. He's sharing meals with sinners and tax collectors. Now, I think it's pretty funny that there's two different categories here. I mean, there's sinners, and then there's tax collectors. So, like, tax collectors have their whole nother level. Like, usually it's supposed to be there's sinners and saints, but no, there's sinners, saints, and tax collectors, right? So if Jesus knew, like, these guys, these tax collectors were around him, man, he, why is he eating? Like, here's the thing. In that time, uh, the people were oppressed by Roman control, and if you were a tax collector, the Romans would recruit some of these Jews to help them collect the taxes for the day. And so if you became a tax collector, it was almost like you were selling out your own people, I said, what are you doing? Why are you helping the Romans? You're, you're taxing your own people, and a lot of the tax collectors would be really shady, and they'd pocket the money themselves. And, and like, you, just, you, you did not do that. You didn't be a Jew and then become a tax collector for the Romans. It was just something. It was, you're either Coke or Pepsi, right? It's either Celtics or Lakers, Red Sox or Yankees. There's just certain things. You just can't like both. NC State or Duke. It's the same place, but you can't like both. You have to choose one. And so for some of these people, like, no, they're going on to the other side. They're collecting taxes for the Romans. All of this is happening. Jesus, I can't believe that you would even eat with folks like this. And it's interesting that the ones that are actually listening to Jesus are the focus 
of the complaints. And the ones that are complaining can't hear because, again, they're too busy complaining, which begs the question, do we find ourselves complaining or do we find ourselves listening? Because he is speaking. And there'd be a part of us that said, well, no, 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 we're listening. We want to learn, learn from Jesus and learn from the scriptures. But you can't listen and complain at the same time. What are you doing? See, now Jesus knew this. And it wasn't even subtle as the Pharisees and some of the leaders were doing this. But Jesus didn't even need to hear it because Jesus could see deep inside of their heart. He knew what everyone there was thinking. So he's like in the middle of this, he's like, let me address the situation. And you can kind of just imagine the moment of like, huh. And I just would like to think that Jesus has these internal conversations with the Holy Spirit. Like, Holy Spirit, what should I do about this right now? What do you think? You know, because it's three in one. They all, they like this communion. There's this relationship. Like, I don't know if it works that way or not, but, you know, in my mind, Jesus talking with the community, like, how can I? Oh, I've got an idea. I'll tell them a story. All right, guys, gather around. Listen up. Here it goes. Which one of you, if there, there's this man, and he's got all of these sheep, and, and one of them gets lost, would he not leave the 99 to go after the one? And when he finds that one, he takes that sheep and he throws it over his shoulders and he makes his way back and he starts phoning up all of his friends because the sheep that was lost is now found. And so come on, let's celebrate together. Which one of you would not have done that? And he looks at the crowd and they're just not getting it. They're like, okay, okay, Holy Spirit, again. I told them that story about the sheep, and they didn't get that. Help me out. Oh, I got another one. I'll, I'll make one about coins. All right, so let's try this again. There was this lady, and she had these 10 coins, but she lost one of the coins. And so she does this. She turns on every light in the house. She looks under every corner. She's dusting. She's mopping. She's sweeping up. She's trying to find this coin. And when she finds the coin, she calls all of her friends too. Say, listen, I've found what was lost. Come celebrate with me. This is a day of great joy. He's like, I'm telling you that this is what the kingdom of like, the angels throw a party when one of these sinners that were lost is now found. I'm telling you, there's this party in heaven. The angels rejoice. Like Michael and Gabriel, the 24 elders, they're partying it up. Someone gets saved. Somebody that was lost is found. Like heaven just stops what it's doing and there's this party. Do you get it now? And they're just, they're still not getting it. How can I make it simpler? All right, I had 99 sheep and there was one. Maybe that was too many. I did 10 and one coin. That's still too much for them. Help me out here, Holy Spirit. Okay. okay, I got it. There was this other guy. It's a father, all right? He had two sons, just two now. Are you with me, guys? <laughs> two, not 99, not 10, two. Are you hearing me? Oh, we're with you, Jesus. We're with you. Okay, two sons. One day, the youngest son, it's always the youngest son. The youngest son comes up to the father, and he tells his dad this. Dad, I'm just tired of living here. I want my share of the inheritance now. And if you're there and you're in the crowd and you're listening to this, what? He did what? 
because that was the base, basically saying, Dad, I wish you were dead. Dad, I, I want your stuff more than I want you. And I just kind of, I wish you'd just go ahead and give me my half now. And if you were there, and if you were one of these Jewish men or Jewish women, it was like the disrespect of this younger son. How could he do this? Jesus, what did the father do? Did the father take that boy and just beat his butt? That's what I would have done. Boy, you want what? Well, I took you in this world. I will take you out. You want what? You get what you get when I feel like giving it to you. What did he do, Jesus? Did he do that? Did he just beat that? Did he put him in like solitary confinement or something? I don't know. Did he make him stand in a corner? What did he do, Jesus? Like, this is what the father did. He gave him his half. What? I don't like where this story's going. The father just gave him his half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he divided up everything. He gave him his half. But, but wait, hold on, Jesus. The shame that this father must have felt. I mean, neighbors were looking on. Neighbors looked on as he did this, and, and people in the community would have known that the, the son disrespected the father so much that he wanted his half now, and he, he just took it, and he just left. And he, the Bible says he just went out for some distant land, just left his father there in this, this state. How could this happen? And the father just gave it to him. He divided it up, and the son left, and he rolled out to a distant land, to a big city, to a place that wasn't Shalot. Because everybody knows. Like, you can just imagine this boy just like, I just can't wait to get out of here. There's nothing in this place. There used not to even be a Walmart, y'all. Some of y'all locals know what I'm talking about. Shopping at Jones's. Picking up your milk and your Christmas all in the same aisle. Right, this place sucks. Hate Shalot. What do y'all want to do today? I don't know. Let's go throw rocks so we don't have iPads. I just can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to go to Vegas. Yeah. Can't wait to get out of L.A., Hollywood. That's what I was, I was made for that. I was made for that, man. If Dad would just kick the bucket, I could have my half now. I can't wait any longer. I just got to go. He takes his half and he's rolled out and he's just, he's just living the life. He's just living the life. He, he's at the clubs. There, there's the women. There's the money. He's like making it rain. Just what do y'all need? Yeah, yeah, more drinks, everybody. And he's just living this life and this is everything I just wanted it to be. And he realized, hold on, wait a minute. I wanted to get here. Wait, wait, Vegas is a little bit different than what they told me. And that air is kind of Kind of thick. Well, maybe it was supposed to be Hawaii. Maybe we're supposed to go to Hawaii. Wait, hold on. Why does a cheeseburger cost $17? Whoa, this place is expensive. I can't make it rain too long. I can't make it because the next thing you know, it says sooner or later, the money ran out. The money always runs out. Sooner or later, it all runs out. And the thing is, we don't know how long it took. How long was this time? It says after a certain time, the money ran out. Did it take weeks? Did he blow through his inheritance in just a few months? Did it take a few years? Did it take a decade? Did it take two decades? How long was he living this lifestyle of everything that the father had given him? We don't know. Days, months, weeks, year, but eventually the money 
ran out. Anything in your life that you build this foundation on that's not Jesus Christ is going to run out. Cause, but you think that, oh, if I could just get there, if I could, if I, if I could just get the new house, if I could just get the new car, if, if I could just get out of this place, if I could move to this distant land, if I could get that new job, then I would be happy. If I could just marry this person, if I could just have this new thing, sooner or later the money runs out. Sooner or later the newness runs out. Sooner or later you find yourself, whoa, 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 this isn't what I thought it would look like. Everything that you built, all of a sudden, one night, it's like a vapor, and it's gone. Some of you worked year after year after year, thinking only if I could just retire, then, then I'd be happy. Only to retire, and two weeks later, ah, the money has run out, the joy has run out. And it's not long before the new job looks just like the last job and the new spouse looks just like the last spouse and the new church just looks like, just like the last church. And the money runs out. How long? We don't know. For some, it's a short period of time. For some, it's a long period of time. And he's, listen, listen, he, the boy got so hungry. He, he's completely busted. There, there's nothing else. And Jesus is telling, are y'all with me? that he found the only job he could find was with a farmer. And so a farmer takes him in and says, okay, your job is to feed the pigs. So he's out there, he's working, and he's feeding the pigs. Man, I went from eating the lobster tails and the filet mignon to now I'm feeding the pigs. And the scripture said he got so point to the food that he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. Whew. Man, what has happened. His world has fallen apart. He's so hungry. And the scriptures say, and Jesus tells the story, and that is when he came to his senses. He's stealing food from pigs, and he wakes up to just how far he has fallen. And about this time, he starts to have this internal conversation. And he says to himself, listen, listen, I could do this because I know even my father's servants eat better than this. So this is what I'll do. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make my way back home and I'll tell my dad. Uh, he doesn't even have to call me a son anymore. I know I've squandered. I know I've ruined the chance. I've, I've done the unthinkable, all of this. Like, he doesn't even have to call me a son anymore. He, just, he, just, he could call me a slave, but it'd be better than this. And he came to his senses. Have you ever had that moment where you've looked on to someone's life and you've said, I wonder what it's going to take for them to come to their senses? See, we always do it with someone else. We never do it with ourselves. How long is it going to take for them to come to our, their senses? It's never, how long, when am I going to wise up? But we've looked at others and we thought, oh man, they, they've done this. Or like, and they got arrested. This drug problem, this is the third time they're in rehab again. Or, or this is happening. And maybe now they've hit rock bottom. Maybe now they'll come to their senses. And, and we kind of have it in our minds that, listen, if things get really, really bad for a person, then, then they'll want to change and want to get right. And, and we read the story and, and at surface it kind of seems like that's even what it's saying. But we miss a vital element of it. See, see, the first point is like, yeah, he's in this very bad situation, but the second part is the change really doesn't happen until he changes his story on the inside. 
So he tells himself a different story, and he starts saying, listen, no, 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 no. There's a better way than this. See, when a person gets to the point of like, you know what? I can't live like this anymore. I'm going to tell myself a different story. See, because the things on the outside will change. It will go up and it will go down. There will be good days. There will be bad days. But when you start telling yourself a different story on the inside, that's when your feet will start moving in a different direction. Okay, God, you've made me for more than this. See, because some of you, your story on the inside, you're living out the very thing that you're speaking over yourself. My marriage is always going to be like this. My kids are always going to be like this. They're never going to come to the Lord. Life is always going to be like this. COVID's always going to do this. This is always going to happen. And you're getting the very story that you're telling yourself. See, but whenever you change your story, wherever your story becomes a God story, all of a sudden you find yourself start moving in a new direction. I'm still hungry. I'm still eating with the pigs. But you know what? I'm moving in a different direction now. I am who he says I am, and I am loved. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching better than y'all giving me some amens up in here. Thank you. I just think it's time for a new story. To renew our minds. As a man thinketh, so he is. What's in your heart? Is your heart filled, filled with fear and greed and envy? What distant land keeps you from enjoying the Father who is right here present right now? What story have you told yourself that if I could just, then it will be? Because you could talk to some folks in this room that they've gotten everything they wanted only to find out, listen, if it didn't have Jesus, it's only a matter of time before the money runs out. It's only a matter of time before that foundation crumbles underneath your feet. May we come to our senses, church. May we come to our senses. And so Jesus is telling the story. And you can just see it. The, the audience is listening. They're captivated. And, and, and they're just saying, okay, so, so the son is coming to his senses, and he's, he's walking back home. And this is a long walk. And he's telling himself all of these things. And then he says, listen, while he was still a long ways off, the father spotted him. Man, now I don't know how old the father is. I don't know how long he's been waiting, but this dude has been, who knows how long? Has it been days? Has it been weeks? Has it been a decade? I mean, I'm just, every day, when is my son gonna come home? And when he was a far way off, that's my boy. And, and you can just imagine the servants, behind, like, are you sure? I don't, I don't see it. I remember your son. I remember how he looked when he left. That dude's a lot dirtier. That, that dude looks like life hasn't been very good to him. I, I remember what your son was like. And I, mean, he, I know he's still a far way off. And the father's like, no, no, you don't understand. That's my boy. I could tell. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, actually, the wind hit the right direction. That dude stinks. He's been out there. Man, I could, it smells like a pig right there. I don't know, no, no, no. While he was a far way off, the father saw him a thousand yards out. That's my boy. Sometimes you've got to see your promise when it's a long ways off. Sometimes you've got to claim your healing when the doctor's report says everything against it. Sometimes you've got to see the thing that you've been praying for for years and for weeks and months when it's a long ways off. When it doesn't look, when it's not wrapped in the exact package that you thought it would be like, I man, I just thought my marriage would be like 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But just let it get a little bit closer. Let it get a little bit closer. A long ways off. And the father stops everything that he's doing. And he begins to run out to the son. And, and, and I just love this because like, who, who knows what was going on that day? There's, there's work to be done. Uh, they're tending to the farm. There's all of these things that are happening. He's doing the work that God's called him to do. And yet, whoa, whoa, hold on, that's my boy. Stop everything you're doing. I know we've got deadlines. I know we've got things that we've got to do. Stop everything because that's my boy. We've we, we got we to gotta hit pause. This is the very reason why we own the farm in the first place. See, God hasn't given you that job just so you could pay your bills. God hasn't given you your spouse just so you could enjoy each other's companionship. He's giving you that job for the glory of his name. He's giving you your spouse and your kids and your bank account and the things in your pocket right now and the things that will come, everything for his glory. And there is a purpose behind it. And it's not just to make you feel better and for you to make you feel comfortable. All of this in light of eternity for the glory of God. And we're just stewards of it because it's all temporary. There's only one thing that'll last forever. And there's nothing more glorious than when that which is lost is found. Not only does he drop everything he's doing, he says, listen, you, go get the robe. You, go get the ring. Go get him some flip-flops. Go get him whatever he needs. We're going to fix this boy. Whoa, 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 hold on. Are you sure you want to give him the ring? Because the ring would be like the family name. So that means like if we put this ring on his finger, it's like it's saying that you're adopting him back into the family as if he never left. Well, are you sure you want to give him the ring? I don't know. And he says, man, give me the ring even while he's still a far way off. I want to let my boy know he's always been my boy, no matter what he's done. So get the robe, get the ring, get the sandals. And you know what? While you're at it, go ahead and kill that cow that we've been fattening up. Oh, yeah, the big cow. The T-bones and ribeyes. Get the smoker going. Get the Traeger out. Get all of it. We're about to have a party. We're about to do it. Wait, wait, are you sure? Yeah, 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 I'm sure. And the father runs out, and then it says this. Jesus telling the story, the father embraces the son. He embraces him in all of his stink, in all of his filth. He still smells like a pig, and the father says, this is my boy. And he embraced him. And if you're there and if you're listening, if you're one of these Pharisees, you're like, what, what is this father doing? What is he doing? Like if the, if the father gets close to the son and he embraces him like that, the stink of the son is going to get on the father. And, and Jesus like, like, you just don't get it. That's not how it works. Like, I'm Jesus. And when you get close to these people, they don't rub off on me. I rub off on them. Christians, do you not understand that a greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? And sometimes we avoid certain things. We avoid certain people because we think, oh, what about my reputation? What will people think? And Jesus is like, who cares? 
You rub off on them. They don't rub off on you. Come on. I think Jesus proves this in just a little while with the cross. Who takes the ugliest, nastiest thing, this, this torture device, and makes it the most beautiful thing. He takes blood, that, and you can't get that off of, and makes it pure and white and clean. And this is just the ways of Jesus, and he's showing them this with the Father, and this is what the Father looks like for his kids. And the Pharisees are not getting it because the Pharisees are just blind to the fact that, listen, your whole life you're supposed to affect others. And the Pharisees are only worried about their jobs, and they think that, Jesus, how could you eat with these, these tax collectors and their sinners? And like, what will people think? We've got to stop worrying about our reputation and start being the salt and the light that God's called us to be. We've got to stop living as if it's all about us, because it's not. It's not about you. It's about what Jesus wants to do through you. See, and let, me, let me just hit you with this. Some of you have chosen your political affiliation, or if you've chosen your personal preference, or you've chosen your uh, nationalism over the kingdom, and let me make this very clear. You're not fit for the kingdom. And I say, oh, pastor, that's such a hard statement to make. Actually, that's what Jesus says. And Jesus says it even further. He says, listen, if you're not even willing to leave father, mother, brother, sister, then you're not fit. All of these things, all these good things. No, 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 it's kingdom first. It's Jesus first. It's Jesus over my preference. It's Jesus over my political affiliation. It's Jesus over even me being as an American. Now, I can't say things like this in America because, oh, no, 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 like, what do you mean? Do you not love our country? Man, absolutely I love our country. But you know what? I'm Jesus first. I'm Jesus before our country. I'm Jesus before my wife. I'm Jesus before my kids. I'm Jesus before all of you and Jesus before this church. If I want to be known by anything, I want to be known by Jesus. Church, we've got, this, we've got to stop this thing. Like, I know that's a hard rebuke for some of you, and some of you don't even want to hear it because you want to, oh, well, what about this? What about the words of Jesus. Now, about this time, you can just imagine it. The grills are fired up. The band is playing. Music is rocking. People are dancing. Oh, man. The older son comes in from work in the field all day. And he's, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? And the servant comes out and meets the older brother and gives them all of the good news. Listen, your brother, who he, he was a farmer, he has come home, and your father's put a robe on him. He's put a ring on him. He's killed the fattened calves. I just ate the biggest steak I've ever eaten in my life. He's like, come on in. Enjoy this party. It is amazing. Come on. Just, just, let's, 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 let's do it. Whoa, whoa, wait. Hold on. He did what? He killed the what? And Jesus is telling the story. And you know what that older brother did? He just, he just stood there outside the tent, outside the party. It's amazing how many people could be in the middle of the music but never worship. How many people could see the dancing but never find the rhythms of grace. 
and we live our lives outside of the tent. See, I think for some of us, we've been working the field for so long, we forgot why we were working in the first place. See, the older son, he looked everything like you'd want in a son on the surface. He was faithful. He did everything the father asked him to do. He punched in early. He left late. He did all of his work. But the thing about the older son is the older son really wasn't working for the father. The older son was working for himself. See, the, the, the older son had self-righteousness wrapped up in layers of humility, or false humility, I should say. He did everything right, but he was still wrong. Now, at this point, the Pharisees, it's kind of like a light bulb. I think he's talking about us. <laughs> we didn't get the coins. <laughs> we didn't get the, the sheep, which, which is interesting because, like, you would think the Pharisees would get the sheep because their whole life was about sacrificing to the Lord, and they sacrificed sheep a lot. <sighs> Or you think that the tax collectors would get the one about the coin because, after all, just money, money, money. But now, all of a sudden, light bulb. Oh, I think he's talking about us. There's a party going on, and there's sinners that are gathered around Jesus, and they're welcomed in, but we're remaining on the outside, grumbling and complaining. Hold on, wait a minute. I don't. Jesus, they're starting to get it. Now, at this point, he could just end the story and be like, can you please just stop complaining and listen? But he doesn't do that. He says this, the father came out to the older son as well. The father left the party for him too. And the father began to plead with him, son, if you would just come into the party, son, if you, is it not right that we did this? Your, old, your younger son, uh, your younger brother who was lost is now found. Isn't it right that we killed the cow? Isn't it right that we've stopped all the work? Isn't it right that we're celebrating? Isn't it right that this party is going on? Come on, will, will you just come, please come in? He, he, was, he was afar, and, and now he's found. Come on. And to which only the older brother could say, but father, have I not worked for you all these years? Have I not done all these things? I didn't live like him, and you never gave me a party. I never even got a goat, let alone a cow. Son, and this is the part I think sometimes we miss about the story. It says this, you don't understand. In other words, there's something that the Father's trying to teach in this moment that you're not getting. You think you got it because you've, after all, you're a good person. You've done a good job. You've been doing all these things in the field. You punch the clock when you're supposed to, all these things. You don't understand. You've been with me always. And all that I have is yours. Every bit of it. All of this around you, the reason why you're working the field in the first place, the reason why you wake up in the morning and night and do all of these things, all that I have is yours. We could have had a party anytime. But wait, hold on. But dad, here's the thing. The cow that you just killed, that was my cow. See, he's already gotten his half. And so everything now from the point that he left would be mine. I wouldn't have to share it with anybody. And so now the very the fact that he's done all this, now it's costing me something. He's done this whole types of living. I've never even gotten a party. And see, the fact that you killed my cow, I had plans for that cow. 
See, I think sometimes, like, if we live in this world where we think everything has to be fair, we haven't read the Bible yet. But we do. We live like, oh, everything. And on a side note, like this whole, like, everything about social justice, social justice, there's a big difference between social justice and biblical justice, y'all. Because biblical justice, the end game isn't about everything being fair and everything being equal. Because let me tell you this, the worst thing in life is for you to get what's owed you. Come on. And yet we live as this, like, oh, we could just make everything fair. Then, no, like, no, 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 no. But hold on, it, it, it's costing me something. And like, God, that was mine. I'm like, yeah, it's going to cost you something. I, I've paid the full price, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to cost you something. And the older brother doesn't like it. Son, you don't understand You've been coming to church all of your life and you still don't get it. You've been working diligently. You're a good person. You've been paying your tithe and you're still a son that's been living like a slave. And all that I have is yours. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet with me. It's interesting that the younger brother was content to come home a slave, and yet he found himself embraced as a son. The older brother found himself in the presence of the father day in and day out, and yet lived every day as a slave. May you come to see that all that he has is yours. May you come to see the great love of the father who will come after you, whether you're a long ways off or whether you're right outside the tent. May you come to know his rich grace and mercy and love for you. I'm gonna ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. For some, it's time for you to start telling yourself a new story, a God story to stop judging all of the things around Jesus and start looking at Jesus. Maybe you've been there the whole time, but you haven't truly been present. And the Father's coming out today to those that are afar and to those that are right out of the tent. Are you ready for a new story? Are you ready to stop living as a slave and find yourself embraced as a son, as a daughter, entering the party and all that God has for you? I want to pray two prayers this morning. My first prayer is for those that maybe you've been walking with Jesus for some time. And if you were to be real honest, you would say, yeah, I've put so many things before him. Uh, I'm you know, doing all the right things, but I'm still living like a slave. And the Father's just saying, oh, that you would come in and just enjoy me, to walk with me in the cool of the day again.
if that's you and you're in the room, and I would just say, just in this moment, you just need to turn. Turn back to God. The scriptures use the word repent. God, we repent. Lord, forgive us of our complaints. Lord, forgive us of focusing on things that are peripherals. May we put our attention back on you. The one who speaks a word and causes the mountains to form. The one who brings one up and brings another down. The one in whom breathes life into these dry bones. The God who resurrects the dead. We turn back to you. And maybe you're in the room and you're like that younger son that you made up a world in your mind and you left and whatever that distant land looked like for you, the job, the house, the cars, the followers on Instagram. Maybe this morning you've just come to your senses and you're ready for a new story. I wanna invite you just to pray a prayer. Before we do that, with every head bowed, with every eyes closed, if that's you and you just, you wanna give your life to Jesus, I'm gonna ask that you put your hand real high in the air just so I can see it, because I just wanna join with you in this prayer. Just believing. Is there anybody in the house? I don't wanna miss anybody. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. I'm gonna ask everyone to pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, God, I repent. Come into my heart. Fill my life. God, I am yours. God, you are mine. Holy Spirit, I need you. Amen, amen. Guys, can we give it up? We had two people in the house this morning.